0: as we prepare to give I want you to give with intentional purpose you know sometimes I see people in my do it myself sometimes just throw something in the bucket so what are we doing when we give we're honoring God where it's a demonstration of our love and our gratitude to him because he's a giver of every good gift he gives us everything we're saying thank you father for all you've given to me And then when we give into Chuck's ministry, we give to a man. We can see physically a man. But I want you to think about this. We're giving in to the assignments that God has on his life. We're giving in to help him fulfill his assignments. And what does that do? It benefits us too. Because I know you know this, but sometimes it's positionally and not experientially. We are one body. So when we partner in giving with Chuck and he goes and and he helps the churches and he and he labors for for the spiritual awakening of America and everything that he does we're one just remember that. So I I think the ushers are ready. I thank you, Lord. You know, we <laughs> Now, Chuck, I know we're the last plow. Is that right, Thomas? But I've heard that the last shall be first. <laughs> so let's give some first fruits into this new move of God. And we, uh, as you're doing that, we have a special gift for Chuck. Come on up. Uh.
1: It says on here, it says, Kingdom, family, and it says, Charles Daniel Pierce. And the, uh, the scripture verse on here is one that, uh, that I... Can you read it? Oh. It's Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. This is the scripture for, for Chuck here. It says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with your first fruits of all your increase, so that your barns mm-hmm. will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Wow. So that is. Now,
0: Chuck, I'm not going to give it to you yet. I have, you know, when I saw this and I thought, God, what are you saying here? And you know, Moses, and you look kind of like Moses, um, <laughs> when he parted the Red Sea, as he put that forth, yeah. and he made a way where there was no way. And I've seen you, Chuck, make the way where there's no way. And he's been a way maker because he'll open a path for others to follow him and just come on in.. Right. Wow. And I see, I see over you though, Chuck, that there's so much more I see an increase of this of this way maker and as is this, is this authority as, as Moses had. And it'll be just almost like a, a automatic door. He'll just stand before it, and he won't even have to stop. You'll just keep on walking, because God is going for it before you, and He's clearing paths. And then I saw another thing with this, and just symbolic, as you well know. But it was systems, structures, and strongholds. I love it. And God said, "This will this rod of authority." He said, "I'm going to increase it." in you to take down these evil systems, structures, and strongholds.
2: Wow. I want to say this. <clears throat> this is amazing because today we had a group that came from uh, all around, like Kansas, Oklahoma, various places, uh, to go to Israel, to go to the northern part of Israel, And why they came down was the Lord told them uh, to come down and we would give them a staff to beat on the ground so the ground would release what it needed to release and the oil in that northern part would come forth. And so I actually gave them my staff today. (laughs) Only God can do stuff like this put your hand on somebody and just decree over them. He's given you back more than you've let go of.
0: You'll be happy to know that John Curtis, our Jewish brother made this for you. It's incredible.
2: You like amen, amen. Now, I'm gonna just go up, Mike, you want sure. me to?
1: And now we're in, inter-
2: oh, is there more?
0: friends. We've been friends since 1990. He's a lot of fun, very pleasant, and interesting to be with. Except when he's driving. (laughs) But I've seen a lot of things happen. But you know him as a prophet, a very accurate prophet. He prophesied that uh, Saddam Hussein would be captured and the military unit that would do it. I've seen lots of prophecies. But I want you to recognize him tonight as an apostle. Because he's recognized internationally as an apostle, but most of the time we don't think that way. And what apostles do is they set things in order. And I've seen him go into cities and territories and just jerk them right into order. I mean, is that right? Yeah, Yeah, I mean... (laughs) And it makes a huge difference when you've got the apostolic prophetic. So tonight, we know Dutch is not here, but Chuck, you have a double anointing. Yeah. Wow. We're believing for a double. Now you can have it.
2: Wow.
1: Can you just all stand and give him a huge hand as he comes up?
2: Wow. Wow, what a blessing. Goodness, 15 years since we've been here in Castle Rock. That's quite, quite amazing to uh, see what the Lord has done. Let's thank God for this place here. Next of all, let's thank God for that incredible worship. Awesome, just awesome, all of you guys getting together and Doing that. It's interesting, you're giving tonight, which um, tonight is a perfect timing. It, it's, uh, it's one of those moments where all of a sudden we're in this divine alignment. Uh, it's actually the beginning of first fruits. Biblically, when you see the time frame of first fruits, it's the beginning of First Fruits for Kislev, and I loved what uh, Mike was doing up here. He, when he started having us sing a new song, one of the things about this month that we've just stepped into for this new season that we're in, I'll show you more about that in a moment, all of a sudden, new songs break old cycles, Uh, And so, when we began to sing out, this month, actually, biblically, when you study it, it is about breaking old cycles. So, I believe there is a sound coming out of Colorado that will break old cycles. So, let's thank God for that. Now... This journey has been amazing. When uh, we were at a gathering at starting the year off right, which we always do once a year at our place, and uh, all of a sudden I felt the Spirit of God say we had to go across this nation. Well, it came because on January the 2nd of this year as we uh, entered in, I usually start my year at Rosh Hashanah. Uh, when I was 18, the Lord visited me, he revealed himself to me as the God of Israel, he revealed his word to me based upon the timing that he wrote it in. He wrote it around feast and then he wrote it around what is called Rosh Kadesh first fruit because he wanted his people to always stay in timing so that they could keep a harvest mentality. See, God's not in time, but we're in time. He knew you before the foundation of the earth. That's what the Bible says. Uh, Look at somebody and say, you've been around a long time. But even you young people, you need to understand this. But what God did was, all of a sudden, he set you in time. And when that egg and sperm came together and all of a sudden uh, you began to be created, he was knitting together your spirit. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews. He's the father of your spirit. So as he was knitting together your spirit and he had had determined the time you were be you would be in, he wanted during this time that he had... Plan for you here in the earth realm, he wanted your spirit to come back fully into alignment with him. He wanted it to become an eternal spirit. He wanted himself to have a place to dwell in you right here in the earth realm. And so, timing becomes very important. And so, I usually just figure out what God is saying. At each Rosh Hashanah, because at at the beginning of Rosh Hashanah is actually, it's the seventh month, but it's the dearest month to the Lord. And he is always causing us to understand better prophetically where we're headed. But I asked the Lord, my daughter from uh, California called me and said, have you heard what the Lord is saying for uh, 2019? And I said, well, I was just getting ready to seek him to ask him if he had something for us. And when I began to seek him, the Lord, I said, Lord, what are you saying to 2019 for us? And he said, plow through it. In other words, it was a time to plow. Now, when you start plowing, you're turning ground upside down. And things are beginning to turn. Uh, I grew up on a lot of acreages, uh, a lot of acres with a lot of fields. And we would have to, first of all, determine the field we were to plow. Then we would have to determine what we were going to plant in that field. And I liked what Mike said also about the plumb line when I came in 2004. Because, see, this year something is supernaturally happening. There's this divine plumb line coming down from heaven to realign heaven and earth. But when you start plowing the ground, all of a sudden the first thing you do is set a plumb line across it. So not only do we have the plumb line coming down from heaven, but we have the plumb line going across the land. That means that the Lord is stirring up our land in a new way. He's turning it upside down in a new way. So let me show you, this is where we have uh, come during this time that we've, Aaron, if you'll help me, this is where we've come. This all the way across the U.S., all the way from, uh, 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 New England to California. We just finished California. We did two meetings in four places. One in Spokane, Washington. And again, I think this relates to tonight. The Lord told us not just to do a meeting of the remnant like this, but to also go to the healing rooms in Spokane. Because there was a healing move of God that was being plowed up this year. An incredible healing move of God. And then we went to the Seattle area in in Everett. We did two uh, meetings in Georgia uh, recently. Uh, We did two in Texas and then two in California. And the reason we did two in certain places was that there was a high place or a stronghold that had to be addressed in that place. For instance, not only were we in Atlanta, but we were addressing the high place that dwelled at Savannah, which is where the stronghold of witchcraft and occult dwells in this land. And so, you see what was happening in Texas. uh, We had an incredible gathering in Houston but then we went to Waco, which is one of the strongholds of religion versus uh, almost cult structure religion that the Lord wanted to break through, and it's been transforming. I think many of you watch on the uh, TV how Waco has been transform, transforming over the last several years. And yet we went there, and then in California we uh, not only went to San Diego, but we went to uh, Santa Maria where the healing rooms for North America exist because God is saying healing now is in the earth realm for the next move of healing. And then coming in here, you can sense an anointing for healing in this place here. Let's thank God for that. Now, I'll show you why that becomes so important as we progress uh, through this time. So you see, we are not only plowing and we've continued to plow. And you know, Dutch not being here, that's just an example of how... It's not been the easiest journey across, uh, of course, we went to 50 states. That took about 18 months, but to go, go across the U.S. like this, involved in uh, dealing with issues like this, there has been warfare, and I, again, thank God that we have prayed for Dutch, who's part of Colorado, and has been so much part of Colorado in the past uh, because there's, I can't say uh, that it was always easy to plow through. This year for me has been very interesting because so far this year I've gone 560,000 miles. So because, you know, my call is to the nations where I. it's been a joy to co-labor with Dutch Sheets, who has a call to America. And when the Lord spoke to me on that week, of the first week of January last year, he said, I want you to touch this land. I want you to plow it up again. I want you to call forth a new remnant for a new season. And then he said, I want you to, uh, I, I want you to see my hovering power as my power hovers over the United States for the future. See, it became very, very clear that God was hovering. Now, usually Dutch teaches on this hovering, but it's where there is a conception going on where the Spirit of God in the beginning The Lord created heaven and earth and the spirit hovered over the chaos. I feel like the spirit of God is hovering over the chaos of this land again. It's it's been so good to see it. So easy to see what God is doing as we have gone across this land and washed it. And then the Lord said, I want you to to not only gather together this remnant for this season. And young people, I see so many of you in here. I, I was thinking while we were worshiping, I look back when I was 18 and God visited me for three days with his glory. Now, when his glory comes, you're changed. Some way or another, it goes into your cell structure. And no matter how many times hell tries to pull it out of you, hell can't get to the same deep place that God got to. And so the other issue was to decree awakening and to decree that the glory of God would come and move across this land in a new way. And so this becomes so important for us as we move forward. So here we are, As we're moving forward, we are beginning to advance. Go ahead, Aaron, and let's look. We are aggressively pressing for our promises. I want you to tell somebody, this is a time to aggressively press. I think next year is going to be, next year is just going to be sort of chaotic. This year has been chaotic enough, but next year will be very chaotic. And really what the war is over is not a political leader, but a covenant that God is trying to reestablish in this land. And that's really been the focus as we've moved from one place to another because it's important that we see that God, God is doing something. Now, let's talk about Colorado. Because it was interesting, we plowed all the way across America, got to California. Now, when I got to California, by the time I got there, I had stepped into something in Savannah, Georgia. You know, I I got a back... Our family has quite a background. And sometimes when you're... Step. I remember, Gene, one time we were here in Colorado at a meeting. My blood pressure began to go up and down like a yo-yo. And by the time I got back, the Lord was delivering me from something uh, that was in my bloodline, that had been there for uh, uh, generations. When you're moving to see the land come into a new place, see the prophetic works four ways. First of all, it works individually because God is so interested in your destiny. He set you here with a destiny. Second of all, it works uh, corporately. There has to sometimes be, you have to have this corporate alignment and you have to come together corporately for the Lord to do what he wants to do. And uh, a lot of us, we have to understand God never made us independently. He made us to be dependent upon other members of the body. Without us corporately gathering at a certain time, we can't create what he wants created. And so we have to learn to, I, I like what it says in Ephesians, to... Um, Strain every nerve to be with each other. Look at somebody next to you and say, "I, I know what he 's talking about and unity means he he gathers us together. See this is the way we look. He gathers us together, the right people at the right place. And all of a sudden, just like he did in the upper room, we come into this place of unity uh, where we're in one with him. It's not about all of us just coming together because it will make us feel better that we came together. We've tried all that through the years. That doesn't work. But what he'll do is he has a moment where you were important to be here. Acts 17 says, He predetermines your time and your place. So tonight when you were coming here, some way His Spirit was guiding you into this place, into this alignment here. So from heaven to earth, we create a dynamic that could never be created before and the bible says he he predetermines your time and place so that you can reach up when you're at the right place at the right time he's very near to us you can reach up and grab him just do that right now it says you can grasp him it's a covenant word you can pull him down into this atmosphere now I'm getting ready to show you, but that is what this season's about. And so we went all the way across the United States, New England to California, and then came back here, Colorado. I mean, I asked the Lord, were you all in some big awakening here? I never have heard him say anything yet, but... I'm assuming God had a reason. And so in seeking him over the weekend, he spoke to me. Turn with me to Nehemiah 6. He said, there's a reason we came back here because it was sort of like what Terry was saying to us. It was almost like we had to tie up And finish something back here. Something that started, I think, in the early 90s. And all of a sudden, the Lord said, I know the place to finish this. Well, when you look at Nehemiah 6, you see that Nehemiah has become an example of restoration. He's become an administrator of restoration. But you see something happening there in Nehemiah 6 because the enemy begins to say, whoa, i got to stop this thing some way. I have got to send, I've got to develop, we have to develop a plot to stop what is about to be Hear my word, finished. Now, Jr., you and Yvonne, just to be back with you here, seeing all the transitions you've gone through with uh, uh, this place and to watch what God is doing, to see so many of you intercessors that are here, so many of you leaders that are here. There was something God said, so the enemy had to raise up its last head to say, we must plot the stopping of the next move of God. And so, we get to Colorado Springs, and just like you find after the enemy's plot, you find all of a sudden at the end of this chapter, that which has been being built all of a sudden, it gets finished. Now, I am here to say the new anointing over Colorado and this area is a finishing anointing that God is bringing to you. The Lord says many things have gotten started here. Many things have been said here. Many things have been prophesied here. And many things seem to have uh, faded away. But I say to you, though the enemy had plans over Colorado, tonight I say to you, you will be used to finish things that I have started in this land. So this gathering, you being here, something in your life that the enemy wanted to thwart, God says, I'm thwarting that enemy plan, and I have brought you here tonight because you will see certain things finished that need to be finished. And so this becomes a key night for this journey. Because, you know, there was, a, there was a breakthrough. As I said, I, I got into something. The closer we got to Savannah, the more things started stirring up. And before long, I had my ankle was this big around, couldn't walk by the time we got to uh, California. And the Lord said, I want you to stand and keep standing till this is done. And while we were there in that service, in that healing room service, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God came down. Because in Georgia, I had to, for the first time in my 40-plus years, 45-plus years of travel, I had to have a wheelchair to get on the plane. Of course, you know, I, you get to get on first. I did like that part about it. And... and. uh I remember one time here I was pushing darts in her wheelchair to get on the plane. And, and you know like they said, I don't drive. That's why I have an armor bearer. I, I drive but I grew up on 600 acres. You just drive across. You don't, You don't think about all of the infrastructure. And I think some way, I never got something. My wife, we live a mile from the Global Sphere Center—not even a mile, half a mile—and so she was riding with me last week. Four times she screamed at me on driving. I said, "What are you doing?" She said, "You, this has been three minutes, and you have almost killed us three times." She said, how do you get anywhere without somebody? I said, well, the Lord gets me there, and he doesn't scream near as loud as you do. And Dutch in California, he bent over. He said, my back hurts so bad, I can barely stand it. And, I, and he, was, he had his own car, and we had our car we'd had to drive. He had had to drive all the way from San Diego to uh, where we were in Central California. And I said, well, I tell you what, I'll drive you to the airport. In seconds, he was healed. (laughs) There's ways to get us healed. Now, so in the midst of this, The Lord is bringing us to this place, and Colorado becomes so key for the future. Now, let me show you a map. This is also a culmination of what the Lord showed me in 2008 on May 31st. We were at Liberty Park. We were opening up the gate for the glory in 2008 to come uh, back to America. And uh, most of America was formed from that area when they would come through uh, Ellis Island and then they would come through the train station uh, and go into New York City or, or Newark and then eventually go west. And so we wanted to ask the Lord to really restore the glory of why he brought all his peoples to this nation. And, of course, honoring the first people to begin with. Well, we rented that train station. There was about 2,000 people there, 2,500 people. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God fell on me, caught me up, as Gene said, that happens sometimes, and began to show me for four hours this nation. He started off by showing me my own bloodline, and I knew some of the history of it, how it had come into America, how the glory confronted my bloodline, but also how iniquity entered that bloodline. He then showed me from state to state to state what each state looked like from heaven. It was, you know, I was no good to be the speaker of the meeting because I was in some realm of seeing what was happening. And 21 states were in covenant with him. Now, this is 2008, May 31st. Now... He caught me into the future, into where we are now. See, God's not in time. We're in time. But when we submit ourselves to him, this is what makes us prophetic. He can catch us forward into a place. Because, see, he's interested about us personally. He's interested in about us corporately. He's interested in about uh, us territorially and he's interested about us generationally so see the prophetic is working in all four of those ways and so from heaven i could see a new movement now remember i'm caught into three years ahead of uh where a presidency would come in because many of the times that we come through, and so I could pretty well figure out God had caught me all the way in to the beginning of 2020 to show me things. Every state by that time had a new move of the Spirit. It looked like a gold river flowing through the state. Um. And then there were these fiery castles. Let's look at it again. They look like this. I said, Lord, what are those? He said, those will be my freedom outposts for the future. And I know now they're the apostolic centers that God has determined. And I could see not every state had these, but some states already had these forming. It was amazing to see it. And you begin to see what God would do, was doing, and when he would bring this triumphant new, he called this a triumphant reserve, into these places like we're here tonight, they would come out seven times brighter than what they went in. Because apostolic centers aren't the same as megachurches, They're places that honor the spirit and honor the glory of God and they're there for the spirit of God to dwell in such a way that they affect the whole territory around them. Well, again, I knew enough about what was going on in Colorado. I could see certain places. Every state had these thrones of iniquity that were ruling. Now, Colorado looked very interesting from the heaven. I went back, I shared this. It was hard to capture sometimes exactly what it looked like, uh, and especially depending on uh, what we're using to show it. But Colorado had five major thrones within this state. From heaven, they look like bloodbaths. Now, it was doing, because of those thrones in the state, it was causing a layer of darkness to dwell over the atmosphere of this state. Above this state had a glory realm that was trying to get down into it. And yet, here was this dark layer emanating from the ground like fog, rising up, stopping the glory from just flooding into the state. And so, I knew something about Colorado. I knew God had planned for Colorado to be covered with the glory of God. But I also knew that there were great iniquitous structures that was warring against what the Spirit of God wanted to do here. Now, I think any of us that know and have lived here and been a part of this, we know that's pretty well what it looks like. That there is a conflict in the atmosphere in the state. Here was the one thing about the state that was difficult for me to determine. I couldn't determine whether it was a covenant state or not because of the conflict. The only state I had that problem with. It was such a conflict in the state, you couldn't determine if this covenant route was going to be established, yet I could see the Lord trying to come down into this place. Now, let me be real honest with you on this tour because the Lord has chosen the places we go. It's been sovereign. It's been just like the staff tonight. Very sovereign how he's done it. Because in our mind, we thought we would go to an apostolic center in Tucson that would connect us all the way across, and then go to California. But God didn't do that. In the midst of us praying over the last place, right here in this western portion that sets like a gate to go through, uh, both west and east, all of a sudden, Gene called and said... Would you consider Colorado and Castle Rock and the Rock as one of those places? All of a sudden, we knew that was the place. Because of the conflict that you represent. Now, that is an encouraging word to you. Tell somebody he's encouraging us. Because not... A lot of states had, there was no sight of the glory trying to get down in them. The glory is trying to come down in this state. The glory has been trying to come down in this state for decades. This state, when it was formed, said, We won't do anything without God. It's one of your mottos, if you know history. But in its forming, there were great iniquities in forming it. And so, this conflict is what we're addressing tonight. Because I now have, we've been to all the 50 states, and I've probably been Three times. Dutch has been at least a time to all the other states. We are now watching, we have watched him position us here, back in Colorado, to finish, to bring down a finishing anointing that will change the course of this nation. So this becomes. Key tonight, and what all I'm concerned about is that you wear it out of here, and that every place you go, you spread it, and you decree that a move of God is now coming to Colorado Springs. Now, let's look at the time that we're living in. See, we have just crossed over into a new era. In Hebrew time it's five seven eight o oh. well, many of you know eight times ten, that means a new beginning for your testimony. if you're just looking at it from a thought process of uh understanding biblical numerics, but in Hebrew, it has great meaning. All of a sudden, we've moved from a decade of seventy, which means time to finish so that your testimony can be seen into a new decade where uh, 70 was linked with seeing 80 is linked with the voice of god decreeing therefore now across this nation we have been decreeing we're plowing up what's been sown in this nation but now you're going to start decreeing put your hand on somebody and say you're going to have to open your mouth wide this decade that we've entered in is it's more than just a year shifting it's more than just a decade shifting It's an era shifting which is linked in to a historical shift. Now, I want you to think about Colorado Springs, what I showed you, because now you are about to enter into a dimension where you're decreeing the glory of God is coming into Colorado Springs in a way that will surprise. You've been visited before. You've had certain times where the glories come. But now this is a new era, a new cycle, a new move, and you are here to set the course for the future. This becomes so key for us as we advance. Now, this is what it looks like pictorially. See, we're moving into a new era of Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, I think about Holy Spirit uh, being in Denver and demonstration and Holy Spirit dwelling here today. But think about all of a sudden a demonstration of Holy Spirit's power in Colorado. And, and one of the things that I want you to get past, uh, I feel like Colorado has always had an identity crisis about it. Who are you as a state? Who are you as a people? You look at Texas originality. It went all the way up here into Colorado. Who are you? You look at some of Kansas's uh, decrees. Who are you? Who will you be for the future? So I don't want you to look at just where you've been, what you've been, what you've been through. All of a sudden, you're about to create the identity of God in this state like never before. God's people are rising up in a new way across this land. And you have to have places like this for us to gather. Places that will gather the remnant. Places that will worship. See, we're, we're making a shift from church to kingdom. And therefore, church means a a gathering place. Uh, And if you look at when Jesus prophesied about church, he prophesied it when all of a sudden at Caesarea Philippi, one of the darkest places in all of the region, of all the Sumerian gods being there, all of a sudden Peter breaks through. See, it has nothing to do with, with us not able to break through. Put your hand on somebody and say, we're about to break through. (laughs) And the Lord said, "Uh, what are people saying about me? And then he said, well, what are you saying about me? And Peter said, you're the Messiah, you're the Mashach, you're the anointed one we've been watching for. And the Lord says to him, Peter, only Father could have broken through and revealed that to you. See, don't look at how darkness has conflicted the area. Let's look at how breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is coming to Colorado. Don't look at how you passed and legalized certain things and how you've got gambling here. Listen, I told Las Vegas, I said... You know, if God wanted to send you down under because of the gambling, he would do that. But you have to remember, the largest casino in the world is only 28 miles from my house, right on the Oklahoma-Texas border. I said, wouldn't you think he would cause that to fall off in the ocean first? And California, California, you're not falling off in the ocean yet. God is trying to get you rooted in a way you have never been rooted before. California has had great moves of God. It's just got two voices contending. You have two atmospheric structures that are in war over this place. And so this becomes very key as we move into the season ahead. That in this season, we know that breakthrough is coming. That the Lord has planned breakthrough. Uh, let me, sh- there were two states hanging in the balance when the Lord showed me all that. He showed me Florida hanging in the balance, and He showed me California hanging in the balance. Florida looked like it had a black. Uh, snake all the way through the middle of it and the lord said if florida doesn't shift it will be the highway for darkness all the way up the east coast and georgia became the center atlanta became the center for islam unless florida shifted it was it was an amazing time of visitation well this year the lord said i'm ready to shift florida I've gone to Florida nine times this year. That's more times than I've gone to Corinth, where I live. Because God was ready to shift. All of a sudden, that remnant is gathering all the way from north to south, south to north, east to west. And you saw when two hurricanes were coming at them, they began to cry out, and all of a sudden they just supernaturally turned. See, God is doing something different with us. And He's dealing with us in ways like never before. And so, we get here and this is really what the decade looks like. It looks like from heaven this incredible roar that's coming down. It's like a wind. It's like a roar. It's called the season of pay where all of a sudden the mouth of heaven comes down. Now remember what the Lord told Peter. He said, Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. Now this is what I want to encourage you with. That word was ecclesia. Those disciples had no idea what that meant. They had no understanding of that other than it meant A Roman government would come into a territory and establish authority to make that territory look like Rome. That was the word the Lord used. Think about the disciples, clueless. Well, Peter was clueless lots of times. But think about those. Put your hand on somebody and see if there's hope for him, there's hope for you. I'm telling him. Because within 15 minutes, he's had this big revelation, and then he's jumping in front of the Lord and telling him, and the Lord said, now that you've had this revelation, I'm going on to Jerusalem and finish my course. And he said, I I won't allow it. I mean, and he called him Satan. Wouldn't you hate to be called Satan? I've been called lots of things, but I haven't been called Satan. I mean, the Lord really said, you're trying to stop the mission of God. Now, think about this, because it wasn't until 70 years later that the Lord came back and visited John on Patmos Island to review what had been built in the region. And he reviewed all the key churches in the region to see if they were accomplishing what he sent them there and set them there to accomplish. He told them each what they had done well. He told some what they had not done well. But he said, all of you are going to have to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church if you're going to move forward into the future. Now, this is what I'm saying to us. There are new models forming right now. Not models that we've seen before. We're moving from church to kingdom. We're coming into a legislative, decreeing season where we agree with God and we speak. And once we speak, here's two key scriptures that God is using for this decade. You will declare a thing and it will be established for you. Therefore, light will shine on your ways. In other words, we are speaking so the darkness separates. We're decreeing in a way. We're coming into agreement, homologous, and we're decreeing. And in the midst of it, it's causing the darkness to have to let go. I am here to announce that dark layer over Colorado is beginning to dissolve. Because so see, when he knit you together in your mother's womb, he knit all of his names. Well, the n- name in the Word of God in Hebrew means shaman. It's what, where the word shaman comes from. Because it's linked with the atmosphere. Do you know what that says? when you make a decree by the Spirit, his name goes out into your atmosphere. All of a sudden, the atmosphere has to realign with His name. The Lord says, I'm moving the church, the gathering place, into a place of legislating the atmosphere. And He is using places like this who have been in training over and informing over as models over this last season. So this becomes very important as we advance into this season. Here's the other thing. For the Lord, I love this. Here's that word pay again. The Holy One of Israel, its Maker says this, ask me about things to come. So in other words, the Lord is giving us a liberty to tap into the future. Ask me about things ...things to come concerning your sons and your daughters. Concerning those in the next generation that will be leading. And then notice what it says here. Command and give me orders concerning the works of my hands. This decade is about us making decrees... God is giving us such liberty this decade to come into the order He's called us to. And here in Colorado, you are going to have a finishing anointing so that when you see things happening, you're able to make decrees and out of this portion of America, all of a sudden, it goes back out the paths that have been formed. You are going to be used in a new way by the Lord in this new decade. Now, during that visitation, I asked the Lord something. I said, how will America shift? And the Lord said these words to me, and this has been recorded, it's been written, Charisma's done articles on it. It was first written about eight years ago. He said, you must learn to play the trump card. Now, why I'm telling you that is because he knew how to speak to me. The trump card is a card because I grew up playing cards. I'm good, real good. The Trump card is a card, Trump means triumph. Once you play it, your opponent has no choice. He can't play over it. Now, within about a year, I fairly well knew he meant Donald Trump coming into office now uh, I'm not real political I'm not that type of person but I knew that America would have to learn to play this trump card if it was going to reset the covenant plan that God had for it because I went to Israel during the election to pray for israel 's election and to pray for america 's election, because israel uh, America was getting further and further away from the God of Israel now Donald Trump is very interesting our president is Gene used that word for me uh, he 's very interesting uh, very unusual and says some things that make us cringe but he is the only leader worldwide that has ever decreed Jerusalem the capital of is- of the Israel of Israel and capital of the world now what that did was realign us to the word of god I I was asked about Trump, Mr. Trump, before he was ever elected, they said, will he have two uh, seasons? And the uh, the Lord only showed me through this year for him. Now seriously, it doesn't mean he won't go beyond this year, but I saw the warfare over him this year. I've said that from the beginning, that I could only see Him having to make it through his third year for there would be a move to remove him. Now, we are here. Here's what I want to say about that the Lord is in the process of restoring the root of this nation, the court system of this nation, the judges of this nation. Hell wants to yank that up. And in, in Daniel chapter 7, it says that, the Word of God says that uh, He would wear down the saints, and He would change time and change law. Now, I am here to say tonight that because we're finishing plowing across this nation, coming back to this place that the Lord chose, I am here to decree that this root for covenant blessings over this land cannot be pulled up. I am also here to decree that out of Colorado will come a voice that will cause this finishing anointing. To hit this nation and to push us through until we are reestablished. Now, that's a big decree over you. Let me show you a couple more things. Go ahead, Aaron. Now, see, what, I, what we have to do now is pull this glory realm and all of what God has planned down through and into the earth realm, the first heaven here, from heaven over Colorado. See, Colorado, there's some sort of conflict that resists this anointing from coming all the way down. Tonight, there's a strength here. There's an anointing here. There's a move here for this to happen. So that, Instead of you being in conflict in this state, just this remnant group here will wear the glory out of this state. See, that's key for our future. Let's look at a couple more things. See, all of a sudden, being back here after 2004, you see a new governmental mantle coming to the church in Colorado. In other words, you were a church, you gathered, you learned to war together, you learned to fellowship together, but now there's some sort of central development going on that is establishing God's governmental role of his people in this region it's always been a war over the apostolic always been a war over the prophetic and if you can can you show that chart of how the church is built see God determined first just like he said first fruits first seek ye first the kingdom first apostles without it Without that anointing, you can't, you can't establish the prototype. Second, prophets. Third, teachers. Then comes miracle workers and healers. We're on the verge of breaking through this dimension so all of a sudden, one of the greatest states for evangelism will be this state here. Now, Let me end by saying this. The other thing the Lord took me to specifically for Colorado was out of 2 Kings, and I fully didn't understand it until I got here. Turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 2. This is where Elijah is now wearing the new mantle. Now, as an act, I'm going to do a prophetic act in a moment for all of all of us here. But there were two things in that the Lord spoke to me. Here in Second Kings 2, this is where Elisha gets back to one of the school of prophets. He's been, for seven years, been with Elijah. He gets back, and all of a sudden, the prophets are still trying to find Elijah, the last season, but they know something has shifted. And in the midst of it, Elijah begins to prophesy to him and said, Say, this city's beautiful. I mean, you look at Colorado and It's one of the most beautiful states in all of America. The state's beautiful. He said, but in the midst of the state being beautiful, it's still got this uh, it seems pleasant, but it's got this barren curse working in it. And so he says, bring me a jar of salt. We're going to go to the water source, and we're going to decree a new covenant flowing through the state. Now, I began to see, as I prayed for Colorado, those five bloodbath-looking thrones. And there's one specifically that is on Interstate 64 next to the river that comes through there. And these are thrones that formed out of ungodly bloodshed. Now, I know we've all through the decades prayed and done a lot of identification repentance. That's not what God's doing this season particularly he's saying, I am ready to break a curse that's never fully been broken. And when it lifts off the land, the people go totally free into a new realm of glory. Because, see, the land some way has to rejoice when heaven and earth align, we find that in Joel, then restoration begins to move. And so Elijah says, we're going to break this curse. Now this is what's important for you here. This was the city of Jericho. God cursed Jericho and said if it was ever rebuilt, it would bring death. Here, The Lord is telling the prophet to break the power of the curse that he put on the territory. That shows you the mercy, love, and grace of God. That even something he curses, and you had probably the greatest slaughters of our first people here, which removed a prototype alignment, and development. God is saying to you, I'm ready to lift any curse that is still... And think of some of the disasters that have been here. Some of the massacres that have been here. The Lord said, I'm ready to lift that curse off of you. I'm ready to lift destruction off of this land. I am ready to send you into a new era, not just of healing, but of total restoration, redemptive fullness, and plan that will cause an entire nation to shift. How in the world would God? be saying this to Cal- to Colorado now. And so the Lord took me to this and He said, I want you to decree over these people that every place they walk on this land, curses will start breaking. It's not you getting down uh, Winning and trying to be sure we've repented over everything. The Lord says you're going to carry a glory from this meeting. And every place this glory goes, the ground's going to come alive again. And not only is the ground going to come alive, but the heavens are going to begin to shake. Not the ground. The Lord says, I'm going to shake the heavens and start shaking out blessings that have never made it to the ground because you're going to walk and change the ground. Then the other thing the Lord said, we sang it earlier. He said, in Colorado, it's got incredible resources And he took me to the place where the prophet, they had made this, in, this soup, but they had put something wrong that brought death into the pot. And all of a sudden the Lord says, I'm going to change the entire resource structure of this state. I'm going to start moving in a new way resources that never could be unlocked will now start being unlocked. And I'm going to remove death structures that's stopping those resources from coming into fullness. And then finally, he said what the Browns said. He said, those stones that are holding captive The prophetic redemptive anointing that is on this state, Texas has a prophetic anointing on it. This state, this land, this people redemptively have a prophetic call to change the course of America. And the Lord says, all of that that has resisted that in the past, I'm rolling away those stones And the prophets will start decreeing now. Now I want us to do something. I want us to stand up. You are key for the future. I want to ask our hosts to come up here. I want to give them this. Just as they gave me this incredible staff, all of you presented it. I brought the two mantles we made for this year. This mantle represents blossoming forth, an eight-fold blossoming. It represents Isaiah 35. It represents coming forth in a way in various stages that we will begin to see A total change. The highways will change. The way people travel will change. The glory will come down. Uh, Weak knees will be healed. Healing will break forth. So we designed this, we poured it, we had it made, and I'm going to decree that healing is coming on the bride throughout this entire state. But then I'm going to decree that the bride in this state is rising up to make decrees that will not only change this land but change the course of America. This other mantle we just condensed this down and this is what it ended up looking like. And it it causes you, it really represents staying hidden in the midst of your changes. For the Lord says, many changes are going to accelerate. Even over the next three months, four months, there will be great acceleration of changes. But we decree that the church will stay hidden in the change and know when it's time for his voice to come out. It will connect in ways it's never connected before. It will advance in ways that it's never advanced before. I'm going to ask some of our worshipers to come back up here with us. It will cause a new move and a new prototype. And the Lord says, I am changing the era of the movement of my spirit over Colorado. And I say to you, you're going to be used to rally councils. You're going to be able to pull groups together to say it is time to change. It is time for the miracles to come. It's time for the healings to come. But it is time for the decrees to come. And I say Judah will go first. And the sound that is over this state will now come forth in a way that will change an entire land. I decree a move of the Spirit of God in this land, a move of the sound of heaven in this land. But I decree right now on your feet, a new glory is coming down from heaven, penetrating. Penetrating down through your feet for breakthrough for everywhere you go. Now put your hand on somebody and say, let his glory penetrate this land. And then finally, I decree over each one of you, you are the first fruit of the finishing anointing. I say decree things that you know that need to be finished. Decree them and watch me start performing my word. I say do not hold this land captive to its past. But I say... I have come to break the curse off of Colorado. I have come to say to that massacre and that spirit of accusation, now you must leave. I have come to say to those things that plotted in the past and stopped my move of the Spirit, I say you will now let go. For there is a remnant in this state that will finish strong. And the curse of not finishing strong is now broken off of this state. I say, watch the changes now begin. I will cause the scatterings of the past to come together in new form. And I will come through this state like a mighty roaring lion and Judah will be heard in Colorado.
1: We're going to respond to this in just a second in worship. So there's a a declaration. Gene's going to read a declaration right now, and then we're going to just respond in just a time of worship here. Back to the Lord.
0: Andrew, can you put that up? Because we all need to come in agreement here. If you can. Now, one thing, you remember, Chuck, you you released a prophetic word in Colorado Springs years ago. And I said, we've got to respond to this. And we met and we responded, and we saw droughts break. A lot of things happen. So what Chuck has said tonight, and what he's declared, we need to respond to. I'm challenging all the intercessors and leaders, and hopefully we'll get this transcribed.
1: By the way, this will be on our website, so you can go back. You'll be able to, uh, to review it. I know there was a lot said tonight, and so Uh, it'll be on there you'll be able to to look at it and pull it down and it's actually being live streamed right now Uh, so you can even go to Facebook live Uh, you can go on Vimeo on our on our website and, and check out the live stream right now even if you want to go tonight and just to look at it it'll already be on the live stream
0: I want you to all say this with me almighty God we worship and honor you with grateful hearts for how you have blessed Colorado and ask you to continue the good work you have begun here. We declare God's laws overrule the laws of man for the Lord is our judge, our lawgiver, our king, and he will save us. We declare Colorado is God's treasure state, a storehouse of gold, silver, and precious minerals, and it is a treasure to this nation. We call this wealth, both all and new, into your kingdom. Father, we thank you for blessing Colorado with abundant natural resources. The majestic mountains proclaim that God Almighty rules over the high places, and his voice thunders from the mountaintops. Let your lightning flash and greatly rouse your enemies. We declare God will bring forth a new song from the mountains of this state to cause the nation to quake and the streets to come from disturbance to rejoicing. This will be a sound that causes a thief to be exposed. You strategically position Colorado to be a communication center. We declare that God rules over the airways, all communication systems for his righteous purpose. May the mighty hand of God most high rest upon the mountains of Colorado and destroy the shroud around all people. The veil spread over them so that they will see and know you. We open the gates of Colorado to the King of Glory, Commander of Angel Armies. We join with our King and declare the destruction of all altars, false gods, and thrones of evil powers. We declare the most high God is feared above all gods. Just as the headwaters of your mighty rivers spring from the Colorado Rockies to water the nation, we declare the river God will flow freely to the state and go out to the nations to bring healing and life. Holy Spirit, up or over Colorado, bring revelation and truth. We declare a great awakening has begun. We call hundreds of thousands to come into the kingdom of God. With one voice we declare, all Colorado shall be saved. Jesus is Lord of Colorado. Take your wrathful place as the head of your church. Empower your covenant people to rule in righteousness with you and enforce your victory. You are building your church. And we declare the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We declare our God reigns, for yours is the kingdom, power, and glory forever. To you, Almighty God, be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.
2: Now, I do see that an incredible team of apostolic leaders will go up to break the power of the Masonic curse off this state. But it won't be like we've done in the past. You will establish a standard on the top of the mountain that says Jehovah Rapha rules this state. Because when he brought them out of Egypt, he said, I will rule over all the gods of Egypt. And that's where all of that came from. The Lord says, I am coming as Jehovah Rapha across this state. The other thing is, you will see the land rejoice when you take communion uh, between uh, first people, and God's apostolic prophetic leadership in this state over that place that had a deep wound down in it that I described it's close to the river it's on it's on highway 64 the Lord says I'm going to break his power and when you do that the desolation that has dwelt in this state will be broken I send you out With the glory of God on your feet and every place your feet walks, the glory starts penetrating this land.
3: a price but our redemption hey. chains falling This is the shout, the shout of victory. This is the shout.
1: One more before we close here. Um. All right, so we're going to declare the greatness of God as we. as we finish out this night, but this as we carry this on, let's just um, set this in our hearts even what was received tonight, there's a lot that we need to unpack in that and so I would encourage you uh, don't just take this lightly that we really press into this um, but let's just we're just going to declare His greatness as we as we finish out this night um, so let's worship Him one last time tonight
4: bones will sing, great are you, Lord, all the earth will shout your praise, our hearts will cry, these bones will sing, great are you.
1: Thank you for what you are declaring over this region, over this state, over this nation. We just say yes. We say yes to your will, to your plans. Yes to your heart. Say, here am I. Send me. May we be the ones. May it happen in this time. May we hold fast to your words. Just as he was saying that we would pull these down from heaven to earth. Just as we were singing. On earth as it is in heaven. So we make that declaration tonight. We declare your goodness. Over Colorado, over this place, over your church, your church, In Jesus name. As we close out this night, we're just going to give the Lord a shout, and uh, we have a shofar here. And so, uh, so I'm going to put the mic up to the shofar, and so and we're just going to we're just going to give this shout to the Lord. It's that blow the trumpet in Zion. So we're going to just, we're going to shout to the Lord. It's, uh, we're in a battle. We're on the winning side. Uh, but as the army of, of the Lord, we are, we're fighting with, with the glory of the Lord as our rear guard. So we're in a good spot. Uh, but let's just, let's just cry out. This is that battle cry to say, yes, we're going after it. We're going after everything he has for us. You guys Ready? All right, you ready? All right. So on three, we're gonna shout, and we'll and we'll blow the shofar. One, two, three. amen amen oh we didn't want to see anyone pass out on stage here (laughs) oh well god bless you all have an awesome night